Welcome to Lead Up for Women. Speak up to lead up with Colleen Biggs and Dee Daniels. Are you ready to lead without permission and take the steps needed to live your best life? Whether you want to start the business of your dreams or celebrate your present and future accomplishments, you're definitely in the right place. Now, here are your hosts, Colleen and Dee. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. You are listening to Lead Up for Women, Speak Up to Lead Up. I am your host, Colleen Biggs, and I am joined by my beautiful co-host. Hi, everybody. This is Dee Daniels. And Dee is feeling much better this week. Yeah, much better week. Oh, my gosh. I had a horrible cold I was dealing with, but, um, you know, I kind of tried to uh, take care of myself a little bit. I had some orange juice and pumped up myself with vitamin C and was drinking the green juice. Uh, yeah. So yeah. yeah, the green stuff. So I'm doing much, much better. I love those raw greens. And you know, I brought them last week and this I week I don't have them with me. Uh. I was going to show the product <laughs> to everybody uh, live on Facebook and I will make it a point today to post in the comments for the raw greens that right. I purchase from uh, Amazon.com. And I love these raw greens. You just put a scoop in your water, shake it up, and it is um, like four servings of vegetables right, all right. powdered up in one little scoop. So it's really, really great. It's really good. So um, I'm super happy today. Um, I posted on Facebook this morning that I was extremely happy because I woke up with gratitude, because I really feel like I'm starting to live into my purpose every day and doing what it is that I want to be doing. Um, I had time to stop at Dutch Bros. That never happens. Uh, and and I had a great talk with a friend on the way over to the radio station this morning about starting her own business. And I'm just really excited. We are, st- my husband's home. That I, I should probably mention that. That's first. a good thing. I know. Our, we, we missed you, yeah, though, Robert. I don't know if you want to <laughs> pop into Facebook real quick, Robert, and just step behind Jane and just wave to the camera over here. I know that Here's your Robert, listeners you can't um, see him. However, if you go to Lead Up for Women on Facebook or um, on our website, leadupforwomen.com, you will be able to see the live stream videos, and then you will be able to see my husband, Robert. So as many of you know, he was out of town in Dallas for three and a half weeks um, on a shoot. And now he's back. He's our official lead up for women, a videographer and photographer. So we missed him. And now we're happy to have him back. Yes, we are. And uh, I'm just happy at home to have him back. So welcome back, hon. Uh, On some other business, uh, we're launching our webinar series. So our first webinar is up on the website, leadupforwomen.com. It's ready to roll. And we are going to be doing a webinar. I'm joining Anise Acker for the first webinar. And it's going to be on June 11th at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. So to be able to be eligible for this webinar, you (coughs) must be a member of Lead Up For Women, which is very easy to do. You just go to leadupforwomen.com, click on Membership. And choose which membership subscription you want. And then you have access to everything that the members have access to, which is great because we are here about having a community and a platform all in one place with all your resources, all your tools. And the members, I'm joining the first webinar just to kick it off, but the members are the ones that are lined up. I'm booked all the way solid through September of the members lined up every month to bring their skills and their talents to the table for an hour, an interactive webinar for all of our members to learn and grow. So the first one's going to be about the seven E's. 
the seven E's, like A, B, C, D, E, uh, for your forward momentum, for your greatest success. And those seven E's are envision, enlist, embody, equip, empower, evolve, encourage. And that is our journey individually. So whether that's starting a business, doing something in your community, uh, whatever it is that you're out there getting ready to do, this is one of those webinars that are, is going to help um, put some more tools in your arsenal. Mm-hmm. Really excited about that. So we want to bring the best self out. And we've got a lineup uh, today of um, some guests. We have uh, in the studio, we have Jane Fendelman. And then on the phone, uh, hopefully... Uh, Dr. Shanita Foster can join us. She's in Africa right now. Uh, so we're hoping that she gets a good signal and can join us in the second uh, segment. And then we will also stay tuned because we will have Jennifer Sussman. She's a contributor to the Lead Up for Women magazine and writes poetry. But she was also the director of a matchmaking company. And those are some good stories. And she's awesome at knowing what her boundaries are and when to say no. So I love that because I think we don't say no enough. Um, and then one more reminder of uh, some information before we get on to Jane here is that if you haven't already signed up for our Philadelphia luncheon, if you're going to be in Philadelphia on June 13th, I suggest you sign up for that online. You can go to Lead Up for Women uh, forward slash events and you can click on the event there. We're going to have it held at the Del Francisco's Double Eagle Steakhouse. This place is gorgeous. Hmm. I'm really excited to be having it there and we have Marnie Schneider if any of you remember her from our last show right last week Marnie was on the show last week she's the founder of keep on playing (coughs) foundation she's an author of five books and she's the granddaughter to Leonard um, Tost who was and her mother was the director uh, also of the NFL Philadelphia Eagles as her grandfather was the owner of the Philadelphia Eagles and uh, he's also the founder of the Ronald McDonald house that story was amazing so as you're listening to the show if you're listening listening on voiceamerica.com on the empowerment channel be sure to go back and listen to last week's show right right yeah. you can it was always, really really uh, good all the shows are there so you can always go back uh, yeah. in on demand function and if you're wondering if you want to go ahead and and attend one of our luncheons coming up uh, as you can see we travel to different cities you will we'll have interviews that we play and so in those descriptions you'll see that we do interviews from previous luncheons and maybe that will give you that little extra bump once you listen to what the attendees have to say Absolutely. for you to go. So I'm moving on right now. Dee, is there anything else you wanted to cover before we move on to the beautiful Jane? I know. No, I, I, I think uh, I'm ready for us to get to talking to Jane and finding out all the secrets of, um, you know, how to make these marriages out here work. Yes. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with that one. So um, <laughs> I'm just going to introduce Jane Fendelman. She is 25 years in, I believe she told me. It could be longer, 30 maybe. I as thought a, you were going to say 25 years counselor. old. No, no, no. she's beautiful no. and could definitely be 25 years old. No. She, I think she's gotten stuck at that age. Yeah. Uh, she's a counselor, author, speaker, has a bachelor of science degree in education. She's all over the place. She has a master's of counseling degree. So... I'm not going to steal your thunder, Jane. You just go ahead and introduce yourself. <laughs> Hi, I'm so excited to be here with you two, Dee and Colleen. Thank you so much for inviting me. You, you are welcome. Thanks and for coming. We're talking about marriage. We're talking about yes. people's marriages today. How, how, well, let's talk about how you to, a little oh, okay. bit first. Tell me a little bit about yeah. 
why you love what you do? What is what is what oh, lights you up every that's day? That's a really good question. So, um, um, so first it was cold in here, and then we're in the studio. I'll make do. I'll make do. It's a good thing it's radio, but we're on Facebook Live feed. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, I've been a counselor for twenty five years. Um, I'm about to turn sixty. I feel amazingly blessed that I found my calling right, right around yeah. th- right around 32, I think, is when I went to went back to college. And I wasn't a good student as an undergrad, although I loved teaching, and I just uh, didn't like school. Right. So mm-hmm. uh, imagine my surprise when I decided, wow, I want to go back and get a master's degree in counseling. <laughs> well, I found out kind of accidentally that I was good at couples counseling, marriage and couples counseling. Mm. And I always was everything, individual marriage and child family counseling, always right. have done everything. And I think my practice in couples counseling has gotten huge because of Yelp and Google reviews. I think people just went on and gave me reviews and other people found those reviews and then more people came and so um, I got better and better at it. But I think I realized just from being a young person exactly what was needed and what was missing in beloved relationship. Like there are three top videos that I send all of Mm -hmm. anybody who schedules a session with me and those videos are available on my website. And, what and is your website? Clips. You can go ahead and say that. Oh, my website's janefendelman.com. Jane like okay. Jane and Tarzan. <laughs> Fendelman is F like Frank. E-N. Oh, thank you, Robert. <laughs> E-N-D-E-L-M-A-N at uh, uh, dot com. Okay. <laughs> That's my email address. So our, um, our social media whiz out there, uh, Bill, she is going to be posting while we're speaking. So she oh, cool. probably already has it out there on the comments. Awesome. But she'll make sure that she gets that all out there. So we can't thank you enough, Bill. Thank you for all your hard work. Thank we you, Bill. You. Thank you, Bill. So the top three videos that I send to everybody, I've got five top couples counseling videos, but the top three that I make everybody watch before they come in for their first session is healthy communication, conflict resolution. They have to watch that. That's um, active listening or reflective mm-hmm. listening. But I use it in its purest form because I learned f- I learned it from a medicine woman. Okay. So I learned it with a talking stick. So <laughs> it's like white Western culture stole a sacred Native American tradition and renamed it reflective listening. But it is really a, a old sacred tradition and it helps impress upon couples the sacredness of really speaking, really listening. Mm. Because usually Mm -hmm. people are talking over each other. Right. Or if they're getting into an argument, they're not listening. They're listening with their answer running. Yeah. So that's number one. And also the number one problem, couples come in, the first question I ask them is, what is your intention for the session, for the counseling? And they say, first, number one thing they always say is, Communication. <laughs> he won't listen. She won't listen. So <laughs> yeah. communication is already first. So the, the second video that they have to watch is um, the bonding exercises video. And okay. um, if you're anybody listening, if, if you want the videos, text me and I will send them to you for free. But they're only like $12.95 on my How website. How do they text you? But you can text me at 602 881 9-1-6-0-2-8-8-1-1-9-9-1. So um, that second video, it's on the bonding exercises. Mm-hmm. So couples get busy, busy. They're busy, mm-hmm. busy, busy, busy. 
They're busy all day long. They come home. They're busy, busy, busy. Right. They're busy with the kids. They're busy with the dinner. They're busy with the baths. They're busy Our with life. The, taking the, the mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. And people like us who are you self-employed. Don't even, right. You don't even have to have kids. Yeah. You and could be an empty nester and exactly. just be busy. Like people like us, yeah. uh, entrepreneurs, people who are self-employed, they never stop. You, you <laughs> no, have to stop. We never stop working. Never. <laughs> you have to stop. You have to stop. You have to stop. 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 I, because enjoy. Jeez. You know what? That's stop. a good message that you're sending there that yes. I heard a quote yesterday from I was on a conference called it was two days ago I apologize on Monday and I heard a quote that said build a business around the lifestyle you want to have yeah do not try and build a business and then fit your lifestyle into that yeah because you're building the wrong business oh is sh- that the best you're advice? so right um yeah. i should have brought my day timer in so I, I mean i don't really do need to do it anymore but when i first got my yeah. day timer for my private practice uh-huh. the first thing i would do is i would take a big pink highlighter okay. and i would mark out my days off mm-hmm. and nothing yeah. could interfere yeah. with my days off nothing right. and um eventually and now uh, eventually like after the first year as i was building my practice mm-hmm. i realized i'm freaking working every day <laughs> that I, i'm like exhausted all the time and i decided i'm taking off sunday that's it i'm taking off right. sunday N- nope nobody i don't care what kind of crisis they're in and also now i'm older and more experienced and so now i can just refer right. people to resources here's free resources read this book yeah. get this audio download watch my youtube channel um but back then i didn't have all that stuff so back then it took more guts for me to say i'm not working on sunday right and i started feeling better and my practice grew and i was like dang i'm gonna take off saturday and sunday <laughs> and then my practice grew even more and then i was right. like yep. i'm taking off saturday sunday and monday yes <laughs> and my practice got huge and it's been that way ever since 25 wow. years yep. I only work a four-day week. That's a great message. Yes. Thank you for sending so my, that message to so our listeners your bon- and to so our Facebook friends. You're welcome. So the bonding exercises are this. Did you see that video? Did I send you that video? You, you sent saw the it bonding to me exercises? when I, I, most people may not remember, but Jane Fendelman interviewed me uh, to learn more about yeah. myself and Lead Up for Women. Oh, yeah. Uh, and there is a YouTube oh, video right. out there. It's on our website, uh, leadupforwomen.com. It's also on our YouTube channel, leadupforwomen.com. So we, I was interviewed by Jane, and she wanted to learn about Lead Up for Women. So um, we talked a lot about that yes. about, and the videos. So you did send them to me and the I did watch. Exercises. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the bonding exercises work They like don't this. make me feel very comfortable, but I think <laughs> oh, that yeah. I have to say, I have to say that's just because of maybe the individual I am, but that's why I wanted you on the show today because you offer such amazing tools for women and men. Thank you. Um, for them, no matter who you're married to, you know, yeah. no, matter, no matter who your significant other is and who yeah. you're married to, a male or female, um, you offer such amazing tools that Thank you. are so significant, I believe, in a marriage that if you ignore the communication problems and you ignore the... Uh, intimacy if there's not that intimacy and there's a disconnect yeah that that's what leads to some, you said it's the number one you're right issue to divorce right it, well it's the number one thing couples come in uh, complaining about the number one thing that they say they need to work on but you know we should go back to that for a second okay Colleen because in my uh, healthy communication video I talk about there's two styles there's two fight styles there's advancers and withdrawers and mm-hmm. you're one or both of those types. Advancers like to talk things out. Mm-hmm. Withdrawers like to get silent and process inwardly. And there's the immature and the mature form mm-hmm. of each style. An immature ad- advancer is attacking you. 
And if they really escalate, worst case scenario, throw something, break something, someone hits someone. And those couples where there's sure. physical violence, I say, yeah. I'll work with you, but you have to live separately while we're working. The um, withdrawer, if they're acting with maturity, they say, mm-hmm. you know what, I'm really upset. I don't want to say something I don't mean. Let me go take a walk. Right. Um, but if they're acting with immaturity, they use cold shoulder silent treatment. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes for hours. So um, I teach couples how to communicate in a mature way, whether you're an advancer or a withdrawer. We have to honor both ways. So back to the um, so the second thing is the couples bonding exercises, that video. And, and there's really fantastic actor friends of mine um, in all these videos, in all my couples, my five top couples counseling videos. So these actor friends of mine, uh, the guy, is, of course, is not always the guy, comes in the door. And in the video, the woman meets him at the door, greets him at the door, puppy dog greetings. So the bonding exercises are this. You got puppy dog greetings. That's a hug and a kiss. You, you know, couples get what I call chopped liver syndrome. Mm-hmm. Like when you come home, no one greets you at the door. What am I, chopped liver? You know what I, you know what I mean? Yeah. It, that's an older people's expression, maybe. Well, no, so, I, I, we know what you're saying now. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you greet them at the door. If the kids run up, you say hi to the kids, and then you turn on mm-hmm. Frozen or Little Mermaid or whatever the latest thing is. Mm-hmm. Then the couple goes, they lay down in the bed. This is called harmonizing position, spoon style. It's called harmonizing position. So I modified that. I modified this exercise from Tantra because I'm also a Tantra teacher, sacred sexuality. In fact, I have a Tantra workshop coming up somewhere in the next couple of months. I haven't set the date yet. So, But they can find out about those events on your website yeah. as well, right? Well, JaneFendelman.com. Probably or on Facebook? my Facebook page, yeah. Jane Fendelman. So I'll say okay. them quickly because we're going yeah. out in one minute. Yeah. So it's the bonding at puppy dog greetings, spoons, spoons three to five minutes, bellies together three to five minutes, eye gazing one to three minutes, silent eye gazing. Do you gazing. see? Do you see and, why? And, that uh, makes me very pil- uncomfortable. Pillow talk oh, wow. three to five minutes. <laughs> okay. I know when, that when, that when might be something that, that ju- it just, I don't know. I think I maybe I have an intimacy issue. That makes me really uncomfortable. How do you feel when she said that? <laughs> I, well, I saw your yeah. face. I, yeah, well, I don't know. <laughs> what makes you feel uncomfortable about it? <laughs> D has nothing to say. Yeah, and Silence that's very right rare. there. D has nothing to say. I don't know. Maybe it's intimacy issues. Who knows? I, I, don't, I, I don't. I don't. Know. You know what? I will admit that it's very uncomfortable for me to lay there in silent and just stare at someone. But I also can tell you. That if you practice looking at somebody, you start. There's a lot of feelings that come up, and and you say a lot yeah. just by looking at somebody. So it's worth the practice. Mm-hmm. And I and I want to keep going on this. And uh, we have. I know we have two other guests to get to, but Jane, let us run to break real quick. Um, and no, let's coast into break. I don't want to run. I'm a little tired today. <laughs> let's coast into break. That's awesome. And then when we come back from break, we're going to learn more about how Jane is able to assist women um, who has had previous abuse. I know you're very much a part of those events for women Mm. um, and how um, marriage counseling um, has changed her life. So we will be right back with Jane Fendelman. Stay tuned. If you could do anything you wanted for work, what would that be? Do you feel that you are tapping into your greatest potential as a leader in business? 
What are you waiting for? Lead Up For Women is the perfect organization for you to meet other women that are either at the same crossroads and understand your struggles, or they have paved the way for you to move past those hurdles quickly. Lead Up For Women provides the platform for women to connect, influence, and lead. The world needs you to be the most confident you because you just might be the one that changes the world and you don't even know it yet. Remember, there is only one you that has ever been, and there is only one you that will ever be. So be you and be strong. Join us today at leadupforwomen.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to Lead Up For Women. Speak up to lead up. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at leadupforwomen.com. Now, back to this week's show. You guys, thank you. Hello, listeners, and welcome back to Lead Up for Women, Speak Up to Lead Up. Again, you are listening to Colleen Biggs as your host, and I'm joined by Dee Daniels, my beautiful co-host. Say hi. Hi, everybody. How are you? And for those of you that were with us in the first segment, we are speaking with Jane Fendelman, and Dee mm-hmm. wanted to ask her some questions. Yeah, yeah. I want to talk a little bit uh, more with Jane, and because and we've been talking about marriage counseling and, and, and how that works. When is the appropriate time? to look at bringing a marriage counselor into your relationship? When would you say? Mm. I would say whenever you start to feel like you're stuffing your feelings or you're not feeling heard Mm -hmm. or you're starting to feel like you're fighting all the time. Uh, But I do a lot of premarital counseling too and it's really smart when people do that because they set up a really healthy foundation for their future and I've had because I've been a counselor for so long (laughs) I've had kids come (laughs) into me for couples counseling when they're like 24 years old mm, and they're wow. engaged and I know them now and they're like it's great you know 50 yeah. <laughs> and they're wow. still together if they're practicing the tools but of course mm-hmm. you know sometimes people are there to learn something mm-hmm. and move on wow. which great. is sad too but sometimes that's the way life is so what are some of the steps like when you are working um, uh, with a couple like, what are some of the basic steps that you take kind of easing them into that process and what it's going to be like? Well, like I said, they get those first three videos, the right. um, healthy communication, the bonding exercises, and they get the um, four A's. Mm-hmm. It's a recipe I made up for healing old wounds. Right. <clears throat> so I always start by letting people know everything you tell me is confidential. Uh-huh. And then I ask them their intention for the session because intention is such a powerful thing. Mm-hmm. So I learned that from my mentor, who 30 years ago was my counselor. Right. And is now my mentor and friend, Sue Gilmore, who I love. And uh, at the beginning of every single session for 25 years, and I don't know how many sessions that is, like 10,000 <laughs> sessions, Yeah, I start by asking, what is your intention for the session? And right. cu- for couples... They might have different intentions than one another. Like sometimes one will say one thing and the other will say another. And they'll look at each other like, that's not the intention. And I'm like, wait a minute, hold on. (laughs) You're in separate individuals. You can want different things. So my intention for the session is to support them in their intentions so they get 
what they want. I, I, and my only intention is that you leave feeling better than when you arrived. So I don't, I, I've tried to find a good couples counselor before mm-hmm. for myself because oh, wow. yeah. I used to be young and uh, you know <laughs> you're still yeah. and married and uh, couldn't find a good couples counselor like they didn't start the session by saying what is your intention for this yeah, session what's right. your ideal outcome they were just like okay so what's the problem and then we spend the hour talking about problems and talking about problems doesn't get you a solution nope. talking about problems gets you more focused on problems Why? Right. so I'm sort of strict Okay. In counseling sessions, and every now and then, once in a blue moon, I'll get somebody, usually a man, who's like, well, I don't want to do it that way. And I'm like, well, I'm sorry, I don't work with clients that aren't um, amenable to therapeutic suggestions. Right. So um, I'm good. I'm good. So my way, other than that, after the intention, is very organic. Okay. I'm what's called sense. a client-centered centered counselor. Yeah. I think that's awesome. Instead of though. forcing people to fit into a modality, like yeah. I'm not a Jungian counselor, Gestalt, or right. a transactional analysis I use whatever seems like it's going to work with that client in that moment and then okay so once you find what works for that uh, couple what about maintaining and maintenance what you know how do you get them because at some point you exit from their life you know and they've got to go on so yeah what are things that they can do to maintain right using these tools that you've taught them well first of all there's a lot of people who I have never exited from their life okay and they, well that's they did good. some stay there. <laughs> pretty intense weekly counseling <laughs> with me for a number of months okay got really stabilized then I don't see them for a number of months or a year or okay. two or three years and they can come back anytime. My oh, clients okay. know my door is always open. But um, the, uh, there's a really important answer to the question you just asked me, and I forgot the question now. Oh, oh about maintenance. Maintenance. Okay. Yeah. So here's the thing. I'm so glad you asked me that because I'm super serious about homework. Like I give mm-hmm. homework. Like I'll say you need to do talking stick three times in the next week. You need to do the bonding yeah. exercises three times in the next week. And I'm so serious about it that if you don't do it, and I've only had to do this one time, I will charge you double. And the cup and my regular rate's $150 per hour. So this couple came in a few months ago, and they sat down, and the guy was like, um, "I just want to tell you, we didn't do the homework, yeah. and I just want you to know I brought you $300. So yeah. here it is. Oh. We're never gonna let that happen again. So I'm serious. I'm a little bit strict. I'm like a. Right. I've been referred to as an angel with boxing gloves before. Okay. <laughs> yeah. They, they, and there's a counseling modality where they call that slap and stroke. Wow. <laughs> well, Jane, I want to okay, thank awesome. you so much. Thank um, you. I know we have Dr. Shanita Foster on the line, yes, and we want to render do. her. So, thank you uh, so Jane, much. Jane, you can reach every everyone that's listening and on Facebook. <clears throat> We've already got it posted in the comments, but janefendelman.com. You can find her videos there. Uh, she's also on YouTube, uh, and you can text her for free videos, 602-881-1991. She's also on Facebook. Uh, so thank you, Jane, and please stay with us. Thank because you, you can comment uh, on the rest of the show. And on break, uh, we will talk more to Jane on break as well. So stay with us. And we want to introduce Dr. Shanita Foster now. We're hoping she can stay with us. She is in Africa right now because she does some amazing work in Africa. She's a social change philanthropist, a serial entrepreneur, best-selling author, business and life success coach, speaker, moderator. I'm not even going to continue because you, I, you were amazing. You were a panelist in Atlanta, London. Everyone loved you. She's about purpose. She's about change. Shanita, welcome to the show. Hello. Yeah, girl, we got you. Woo! 
Hey, Glad Janina. You're there. <laughs> it's so good to speak Hi. to you again. Tell everybody why you're in Africa. Uh, well, first of all, I'm sitting on my back porch um, in the cold to get a signal. Whoever gets perfect phone signal in South Africa is going to be very rich, okay? Yes. I just start with that. <laughs> um, but um, I actually um, came back into South Africa and then traveled to uh, the country of Eswini, also known as Swaziland, for World mm-hmm. Menstrual Hygiene Day. And um, that day was really important to me. I'm actually uh, booked up in America, and I kind of dropped everything to come uh, because I started an initiative called A Period is Not a Punishment. And there's so many documentaries going around yes. now. We're getting ready to film um, a documentary that a lot of people don't understand that girls around the world are being held back mm-hmm. from school, from church, uh, mm-hmm. from playing with friends, all because they don't have proper sanitary napkin wear. Yeah. And so uh, World Menstrual Hygiene Day wasn't just talking about uh, collecting the um, sanitary napkins and things like that, but just hygiene overall, where these girls are out in the rural areas and during the time of their cycle, uh, they don't have proper soap, they don't have water, uh, they don't have uh, places to dispose of the items. So uh, it was really important for me to get back for that day. You know, Shanita, I want to go back to the beginning um, because I learned something about you at our luncheon in Atlanta. And uh, Shanita joined us there as one of our panelists. Um, You're such a strong woman um, and such a leader for other women to look up to as an example. So tell us what what your journey was like to find your purpose and why you're why you're in Africa, why this even came about. I think the, the short end of, of the purpose, or, or, or for me reaching that purpose state, is uh, really, you know, uh, especially for successful people in life, we think that uh, success is it. You know, the marriage, the kids, the white picket fence. If you're lucky, you know, you switch into a different tax bracket in life, and you know, you make a significant amount of money, and you believe and think. Uh, that that's what brings pure happiness. That's what brings peace. You know, you meet people that say, no, if you have money, you know, money can buy happiness. And, Mm -hmm. you know, as I got older, I was able to see that firsthand that that wasn't true, especially um, when you look up and you're around or you witness uh, people commit suicide and, you know, they're at the height of their career and, you know, you're looking at their family and things like that and you're saying, but, you know, why would they want to kill themselves? And I got to that place, you know, um, documented millionaire a couple of times over. Uh, George played in the NFL 10 years. And mm-hmm. if you looked at my life from the outside looking in, you would say she has that life or I want that life. But mm-hmm. deep down inside, I was crashing down. I was looking for peace. I was looking for purpose. Every day I was waking up saying life has got to be more than this. You know, yeah. if you if you've ever been a wife or you have kids, you're like, okay, so I'm gonna wash, wash, cook, and clean like for the rest of my life. Like, <laughs> and I, I was just like, I wasn't born for this. This, this can't be the end. You lose your identity, like you talked about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, lose, you you lose your identity, and, and I say that oftentimes when I talk. You get married, you lose your last name. You know. Um, if you go back to the roots of names, your name has power. 
That's yeah. why in a lot of countries, it's really important that the family name is carried on mm-hmm. because that's where your legacy lives. Yeah. That's where your ancestors live. If you're more on that spiritual side, and for women, we lose our name. So we mm-hmm. lose that identity. And oftentimes we become mothers and then we lose our identity again. So you're his wife. You're their mom, and people forget that, you know, oftentimes before you got married or had kids or in a relationship, you are on this path, you know, personally mm-hmm. for your peace and your happiness and your purpose. And along the way, I lost all that. You know, even before I got married, I tell people, I'm like, you know, I graduated from college and I was making six figures before I met him, right? But all of that <laughs> goes out of the door yeah. in some way. Um, somehow and you know on my birthday I told the quick version of the story I just had this whole Jesus aha moment I can't tell the long story but the quick version of it is God spoke to me loud and clear and I found myself on a journey on a mission trip to um you can tell a little bit more detail if you're if you're comfortable you you have time to share a little of your detail I think it's important because you wrote a book on depression and you talk about how real it is and I if you don't mind touching on that we've got we've got some time before break so go ahead okay so how I got to uh, Swaziland Africa before I actually went into the depression um, I was having a birthday and you know I tell most people on my birthday I, I just want to do what it is I want to do it's like the one day where you know uh, my dad used to sing that song to me uh, it's your birthday you could cry if you want to since I was a little kid, so I always felt like, you know, my birthday is my day. And I just remember on this particular birthday, I flew to L.A. You know, we were in a great financial space. Uh, mm-hmm. And I'm not saying it's a brag or post. I just need people to understand financially there wasn't any strain there. I could have whatever I wanted. Mm-hmm. And so I went to World Day Drive. I went shopping. I went to eat at um, Mr. Chow back then it's Ironically enough, I was with Khloe Kardashian and and Malika and Khadija, the twins, and I ended up going to um, a Lakers game because at the time I was working for Ron Artest and Mm -hmm. some other athletes. And I mean, I would have been like the height of most people's life. And I just remember when that night ended, I went to this hotel room that was like larger than the average person's apartment. And I was in there. And I just felt like I was going to die. I felt like I was being suffocated. I called George quickly, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, I'm about to die. And he's like, what is wrong with you? I was like, I don't know any hung up. You guys know his personality. And so I called him back, and I'm like, no, I'm serious. I think I'm about to die. And he's like, have you been drinking? And I'm like, I don't really drink. I'm a Bailey's girl, so I'm not a drinker. He's like, have you been smoking? I was like, I don't smoke weed. And he's like, Shania, just go to bed. And so I just remember in that moment, I just began praying. Like, I was praying my life away. You know, I laugh. I tell my friends all the time, even if you don't go to church and you have no spirituality, it's always that one moment in life where you're going to turn to prayer. And I was praying my life away. Mm -hmm. And I just remember I fell asleep. And when I woke up, I heard a voice say, go on a mission trip. And so if we pause right there, all my friends spent like forever asking me what the voice sounded like. They're like, oh, so you heard God. Was it black? Was he white? You know, did he have an accent? I'm like, I don't was know. he a she? What? I like I was in a Christmas carol, like a ghost had appeared yeah. and told me to go on a mission trip. And so I was flipping out. I cleaned up the room in like 2.5 seconds. I'm in a car. I'm running through the airport like a maniac. Like I was scared. I, I'm just being yeah. honest. I, I was so scared. It was like, one of the moments that you have in a movie. And I got home. I remember uh, Jada 
uh, my middle child was mm-hmm. still an infant in arms, and I'm like, I got to go on a mission trip. Jesus is going to kill me. And everybody's like, what? I'm like, listen, Jesus spoke to me. He don't talk to people like yeah. me. I need to go. And everyone was like laughing, like, no, calm down. And I called George's agent, and I said, listen, Jesus spoke to me. I don't care what you guys said. I'm supposed to go on a mission trip. I don't know why, but I'm going where yeah. can I go. And he's the one that mentioned Swaziland. And oh, it's called great. a sweetie, but I'm going to keep calling it Swaziland. Yeah. The king changed the name of the country a couple of months back. And I grabbed a prayer partner. I took his wife because she was familiar with the country. Mm-hmm. And I took my oldest daughter at the time. I'm like, listen, if I'm going to die, one of my kids going to die with me. So you have to come. <laughs> and my daughter was like a teenager at the time. So she's <laughs> kicking and screaming the whole time. Like, I don't want to go to Africa. I'm like, you're going. Mm-hmm. And so when we got to Africa, I mean, literally, we spent a week just waiting for the voice again. I swear this could be a movie. Like, we were waiting for the voice. <laughs> and every day we would wake up, and I was just sitting around waiting for the voice. And finally, my daughter was like, so it's not going to see the country. It's going to make us sit here and wait for the voice. <laughs> and so that's yeah. when we kind of ventured off and uh, went into the country. I hired an outside company to kind of take us around. And that's where I met my oldest son, who actually ended up being uh, my first translator. And I think the purpose part came uh, when he translated for us for about a week and I was getting ready to leave. And, you know, we had some great conversation because his only interaction wasn't television or radio. It was just Mm -hmm. with other missionaries. So all of his questions were things that he thought he heard or someone said. So he's like, do you know Michael Jordan? I'm like, he's retired. He's like, have you ever met Dora? I'm like, she's a cartoon. And so (laughs) (laughs) conversation... And when it was time to leave, he said, I need to ask you something. I'm like, just ask me a question. He's like, no, men in my country don't ask women for things. And I'm like, listen, I didn't hear the voice. I'm never coming back to this country again. You'll probably (laughs) never see me. Whatever you want to ask me, just ask me. And my spirit kept saying he was going to ask me for money. Because anyone that's been in a position to have money, people call you for everything. The light bill, the phone bill, the school fees, the college tuition, start a new business. So I was just waiting for him to ask me for the money asked. And the car pulled up, and I, I remember looking at him and saying, listen, I'm leaving, and I'm never coming back. What do you want? And he leaned in, and he just whispered and said, when you get back to America, can you ask God to bless me the way he blessed uh, you? And that's when my purpose journey uh, just began. I mm-hmm. almost had one of those flashbacks in the movie where I kind of went back in my mind that my real-life purpose on this earth is to serve other people. Uh, from the time I can remember, I, I literally visually went back to a kid where I was the one. If we went to McDonald's and we passed a homeless man, my family would tell you, I would roll down the window and, like, give away my food. And my siblings used to think I was, like, crazy. And, you know, I was the one every Christmas. I went to a shelter. I didn't care if anyone in the family went. And this started at a young age to the point where I remember I was, like, six or seven. And my mom was like, well, let's just put her in Girl Scouts. <laughs> because they didn't understand the service part of me. And so I joined Girl Scouts and someone was laughing and said, do you still remember the Girl Scout honor? And I just remember on my honor, I will try to serve God and my country to help people at all times and to live by the Girl Scout law. And so even as an adult, it 
it rings true to me. You Shanita, know? before God and my country. Before you share, uh, before you share, because I know the next step and what happened after he asked you to have God bless him. We have to run to break real quick, and I want to make sure our listeners come back. So when we come back from break, we're going to share what happened after he asked you to when you got back to America to ask God to bless him. So we'll be right back with Shanita Foster. Stay with us. If you could do anything you wanted for work, what would that be? Do you feel that you are tapping into your greatest potential as a leader in business? What are you waiting for? Lead Up For Women is the perfect organization for you to meet other women that are either at the same crossroads and understand your struggles, or they have paved the way for you to move past those hurdles quickly. Lead Up For Women provides the platform for women to connect, influence, and lead. The world needs you to be the most confident you because you just might be the one that changes the world and you don't even know it yet. Remember, there is only one you that has ever been, and there is only one you that will ever be. So be you and be strong. Join us today at leadupforwomen.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to Lead Up For Women. Speak up to lead up. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at leadupforwomen.com. Now, back to this week's show. Hello and welcome back to the show. You are listening to Lead Up for Women, Speak Up to Lead Up. Again, I am your host, Colleen Biggs, and I'm joined by my beautiful co-host, Dee Daniels. Hello, everybody. And we have Jane Fendelman, our first segment interview. Hi, everybody. Here. And we also have Dr. Shanita Foster on the phone. Shanita? Yeah. And for all of you that were listening, she's going to continue her story uh, for the boy that asked you to uh, bless him when you got back to America. Yeah, so he asked me um, to bless him uh, when I got back to America, and I actually did that. Uh, We ended up adopting him, (laughs) and he became the oldest boy and the only boy um, of Team Foster, two of my children. um, How old was he? He currently lives in the United States of America. He he was how old when you adopted? When you adopted him, he was um, how old? He was about 15, 16, roughly. Mm-hmm. Oh, we don't oh. have a real age. That's another documentary. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of kids that were born in the rural areas during certain times, uh, mm. they don't know their birthdays. So mm. when it came time to do paperwork, uh, I wasn't mm. around, uh, but I called my son mm. and I said, well, what would you come up with? And he looked at his uh, brother and he looked at a cousin and he guessed in between. And so uh, I mean, on a technicality, we can go yeah. with uh, 26, 27. Some days his yeah. behavior, I'm like, you're, you're like 19. <laughs> Other days, I'm like, you're 35. But uh, when he first came, uh, it, it was a learning curve. Uh, it was a cultural curve. My son is a Swazi man mm-hmm. to his heart's core. If you don't know what that is, they <laughs> are just so traditional. They're just some things 
uh, that my son isn't going to go for. And mm-hmm. I, I love it. I, I respect it. He's very cultural. Uh, he's married. I feel like I'm definitely a part of the United Nations. He's yeah. Swazi. We're American. His wife is Mexican. Uh, my granddaughter now is confused. Uh, he only speaks the Swazi to her. So uh, she's learning the Swazi and Mexican first. You know, you teach her native language mm-hmm. first, and then English comes in. Uh, so it's very interesting talking to her. I say, you're confusing my baby. Because he's speaking uh-huh. the Swazi and Mexican. Uh, but, yeah, uh, he came to live with us, and thank God that he did, uh, because in 2014, uh, I suffered from a depression. And that's where the book, Girl, I'm Not Tripping." I'm depressed came from and mm. you know 2014 uh, George was retiring from football they retired him so they retired me and you know throughout the book I kind of talk about that uh, socially um, mm-hmm. how it is when you know you could be in one social status but you lose a little something and people just begin to treat you different and I you know for me to be a people lover and my purpose is people I couldn't believe how people were actually treating me and you know mm-hmm. in the world of social media and just dealing with all those things and I just remember <laughs> you know uh, laying on the bathroom floor and I was contemplating suicide I literally had a gun to my head and someone asked me oh but was it the sound of the voice of your kids because my kids were in the house and I just remembered the, the thing that saved me the most and, and I promise it was purpose okay. and I just felt like you know you you can't leave this earth you know without wanting to fulfill your purpose and you know I just heard all the stories that when people die and they're on their deathbed you know most people are just saying mm-hmm. you know oh, I wish I knew what my purpose was or you know I wish I had more time and that's mm-hmm. really what got me up off the floor to say, okay, Shanita, there's some things, you know, that you have to fulfill. And I tell people, too, and I don't mean this in a mean way, but uh, kids and husbands and relationships and significant others, they're, they're enough at times, but when you're on a personal journey, it won't be enough. So that's why sometimes when I'm coaching people or mentoring people and talking to people and I'm like, okay, but what do you live for? I live for my kids. And I'm like, but you can't uh, say that because the moment they disappoint you or yeah. they don't do something or they don't return love, you'll find yourself lost. Mm-hmm. Or they grow you'll up and leave. So, <laughs> yeah, you'll find yourself so empty. And so, you know, I wrote the book and I was very transparent in the book about my journey. And um, I did a lot of research. I, I actually studied, like I was doing another dissertation to say, you know, for people, if you think you're depressed, you're not sure you're depressed, here's some questions. Uh, that you can ask yourself. Um, so that was the book. But getting back to real purpose work, uh, it's hard for me, I think, doing the work that I do in Africa because, uh, especially living in the United States, we don't see poverty on that level. And we're reaction people only when we see something face on. And mm-hmm. I just believe that. You know, my donations spike through the roof when I said it was World Menstrual Hygiene Day. And I was excited, but people don't realize, okay, that's June. Well, it's actually May 28th. But what's going to happen in July when these girls run out of sanitary napkins again? You know, right. the feeling's not going to be there. The emotion is not going to be there. And it's funny, everybody has a solution. So let me get these out of everyone's minds um, so they can mentally uh, throw this out the window. So the guest that was on before me said something um, that I know that we're spiritually in tune because a lot of people say, well, why don't you buy a diva cup? And I don't think people understand how spiritual blood is 
coming from a woman, especially being on another continent in mm-hmm. another country, okay? Mm-hmm. So first of all, mm-hmm. most girls don't insert at that young age. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by insert, they don't use mm-hmm. tampons. Right. Or in order to use a diva cup, it's literally inserting so you're right. going against cultural boundaries where mm-hmm. you're supposed to remain a virgin right. and, you know, all of those things. Exactly. So can we please throw the diva cup, like I get a billion emails, oh, you're, you're killing the environment, a diva cup, and I'm like, you guys, where are we going to dispose of this blood at? Like it's the mm-hmm. most personal, spiritual thing yeah. ever. So I'm going to pull out this diva cup in the middle of a village and I don't have anywhere for it to go. So also, perfect. can I uh, add something to that, my dear? It, I, uh, I'm Jane, the counselor, on the first segment. I don't believe it's good for women to block the flow. I don't think women should shove something up there to block the flow of the sacred blood. I think menstrual, I, I think pads or cloth that you can wash, rewash, is better. Of course, for these girls, pads are better because they don't really have any good mm-hmm. place to wash. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So see, you got my next question. Shanita, we should do the reusable pad thing. You know what? <laughs> awesome idea. Save their environment. Where are we getting the water from? Right. We some soap. Right. Uh, um, yeah. it, I, I, there's pictures that I can post and literally, I have to be very careful at this stage. In the beginning, I would just post whatever I wanted to on social media. But when you become a part and you fall yeah. in love with these countries, just like any country, you don't want to be embarrassed. And so there were times where I would try to post some of these things or how dirty the kids were Mm -hmm. and, you know, how malnutrition they were. Mm -hmm. And because of the social media world, people would get upset with me. Like, why are you showing my country like this? Like, I got an argument with somebody Mm -hmm. that their country wasn't poor. I'm like, are you stupid? Like, I just... (laughs) (laughs) They had a full-fledged argument. And then I started sending them pictures and they're like, you paid them to put dirt on them. I'm like... Oh, Lordy, no. No, they didn't. I'm serious. Oh, my goodness. And I was arguing, like, in social media, I was like, okay, Shanita, I took a stand when I was like, okay, no more. I can give them enough that they can mentally tolerate, but they can't get it. So those Mm -hmm. are the reasonable pads. Right now, what works? What works for me? What's going to work until we come up with a long-term solution universally, worldwide, is to donate money. You know, I say it's five dollars. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you donate five dollars to Beyond the Game after PayPal or Cash App or whoever takes their money, and we do a little money exchange. I'm really left with like three dollars, to be honest. Uh, I take this money and I stimulate the economy, meaning that I try to go into villages and places where it's going to stimulate their economy. It's not going to help me to buy the product in the United States, put in a suitcase, fly on Delta, land, mm-hmm. pay customs. People don't think about this. Pay customs. Uh, once I pay for customs, I have to pay for everything in the bag. And mm-hmm. then it's like I paid for what you thought you gave me for free two times over. When you could just give me the money, I go into local communities. Of course, they still have to get it somewhere. But they inflate it a little bit, which allows them to make some money in local stores, mm-hmm. local communities. Mm-hmm. I purchase them there. And I hand them out. Um, where another do, question is: Where do our person? No where would paid. anyone hear Shanita? I just want to interrupt you real quick because we're running to the end of the show. Where does someone uh, pr- uh, donate if they want to donate money to this cause for okay. sanitary so, items for the girls? So you can always go to beyondthegame.org. Okay, uh, that's our website, beyondthegame.org. Mm-hmm. You can always go to Cash App. I love Cash App because no matter where I am in the world, 
I can get the money. Like if people cash at me now, cash I app. Cash app. Yes, like, We're going cash to app. And they're looking for Shanita Foster. No, uh, Beyond the Game Africa. Okay, Beyond so the Game Africa sign. on Cash App. Okay. Cash App is the dollar sign Beyond the Game Africa. PayPal is B T G Swazi S W A Z I um, at Gmail dot com. And if you get lost in the sauce. Uh, ShanitaFoster.com You can always find me Or everything okay. that I'm doing So that's C-H-A-N-I-T-A Foster.com Shanita, are you on Facebook? Because I want to Cyberstalk yes, you and friend you mm-hmm. How yep. does she yeah, spell? Foster. How do you spell? Instagram is better Instagram I'll give it to you after, Jane Okay I'll give it Shanita, to this is D I, I, You know, I, I truly love the work that you do and I think that I had early experience in, in Africa and the work there because of, actually, you, you mentioned uh, Michael Jordan, but his mom I had a chance to spend some time with. And she actually, at that time, was building a hospital in Africa. So that's kind of how I became more familiar <laughs> with Africa and some of the plight there. So I think as, um, uh, as a woman and, and, and some of the work that you do, because a lot of, uh, especially a lot of African Americans don't get a chance to travel and do the things that you're doing. So I think it's just really important that people see the work that you do on a global stage. So I'm just so proud of the work that you do. Mm-hmm. And, you, and you know, I'm not a race person, but I tell people no. all the time, <clears throat> if you start to Google and look up, uh, there's not there's not many black missionaries. It's and not. I mean and, and, and black the, missionaries, yeah. uh, black people that are willing to go live in another country. Country, absolutely. That's number one. Yes. Uh, number two, you hit the nail on the head. Uh, even in the African-American community and the churches, a lot of churches, they give a little bit to overseas causes, mm-hmm. um, but not a lot. And right. so for me, the average person that's running a charity, they're able to make money. They're like, hey, this is a call. Can you give money? For me, right. I'm a black girl from Detroit saying that I'm going out <laughs> and trying to save the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, so mine is mm-hmm. a little bit more complicated. And so I tell people all the time, little money equals big money. Absolutely. I always just put a goal, you know, in mind. And I try to remember that small acts of kindness mm-hmm. can actually change the world. And it's a seed that you're planting. I tell people, you know, if you give me a shirt and you look mm-hmm. up, you're, you're leaving your legacy, you know, in another country. And kids get excited when I take their shirt or their right. shoes and I send them a picture back and say, hey, this is your shirt, you know, all the way in Zimbabwe. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of ways to be involved. Well, you've, you've um, I mean, you've been awarded with the uh, Barack Obama Gold Award. You're also an ambassador wow. of Zimbabwe. So you, you definitely um, are being acknowledged for that work. Hey, Shanita, I want to thank you so much um, for everything. All of you can go out to Facebook Live, uh, any of our listeners on the Empowerment Channel for Voice America to find all the information. Plus, you can click on Shanita's bio. Uh, we're posting all of the links out there. So please go out there and check out all of our information. I just want to say thank you. A huge heartfelt thank you to you, yes. Shanita, for all the work that you do out there. And uh, again, all the information is on our Facebook Live uh, Lead Up for Women, and you can go check out all the information on Shanita. So thank you, Shanita, and thank you, Jane, for joining us yes. and telling us thank how to you, keep ladies. our marriages together. So we are wrapping up quickly here, and I know I'm going to run over, uh, but I just wanted to remind everyone that we've got our luncheon June 13th. If you haven't registered, please do so. We have ours on July. 
July 16th in Boston, Massachusetts, if you're going to be there. Again, you can join Lead Up for Women at any time. Our, our uh, webinars are starting. And I just wanted to end with a final wrap-up that I want all of you out there to remember that you are the only you that has ever been, and you are the only you that will ever be. So lean into your best life, live your best life, and do not wait for someone else to give you permission to lead your best life. We are so grateful you are all here with us today. Dee and I are going to sound off now. Yes. We are going to have guests in the studio next week. Gail Ball, Senior Partner, Women's Fund, and Managing Partner at Alumni Ventures Group, and Sharon Lontok, one of the panelists that's going to be in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. She's the Chief Human Resources Officer for Title Alliance, and she has a lot to teach us about how to onboard staff. So stay with us, and we can't wait to see you guys next week. Uh, have a wonderful week, and thank you so much. Yeah, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Thank you for joining us for Lead Up for Women. Speak up to lead up. Be sure to tune in for another edition featuring your hosts, Colleen Biggs and Dee Daniels, next Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll talk more next week.